Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your blessings in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that we continue to go into your midst, Lord, and to be forever with you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we also just thank you for the blessing that we get to be to others, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit that he continues to guide us. And Lord, we just thank you for your son, Jesus, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. Glad to have you with us as we continue to study the Word and continue our series on the Lord's house. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, before we get into the Word, though, I just ask that if you like or if you are blessed by this message, mm-hmm. that you would like it. And then subscribe on this or any number of our platforms. And then also share the message with mm-hmm. someone else so they too can be blessed but most importantly that they have the opportunity to learn and grow in the things of the lord as we all are right Amen. Amen. yes so let's continue or let's get into the word we're going to continue with the lord's house and today we're moving forward and we're going to discuss the care of the lampstand which Amen is in Exodus 26, verses 20 and 21. So could I get a volunteer to read those two verses, please? I will. All right, promise. And you shall command the children of Israel that they bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to cause the lamp to burn continually in the tabernacle of meeting outside the veil, which is before the testimony. Aaron and his son shall tend it before Tend it from evening until morning before the Lord. It shall be a statue forever to the generations on behalf of the children of Israel. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So, as we've pointed out, our God is a God of details. There is no detail suit too small. Amen. <laughs> right? Amen. He's considered everything. Mm-hmm. So, when we were reading over the scripture... The thing that jumped out at me the most was who the command was to, which is the children of Israel. It began with the children of Israel. (coughs) And then, that's in verse 20, and then in verse 21, it was assigned to Aaron and the priests, right? Yes. The Levitical priest. So, you also find this section of scripture, um, I'll say repeated, in Leviticus 24, uh, the first four verses. Right? It says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring to you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to make the lamps burn continually. Outside the veil of the testimony, in the tabernacle of meeting, Aaron shall be in charge of it from evening until morning, before the Lord continually. It shall be a statue 
forever in your generations. And he shall be in charge of the lamps on the pure gold lampstand before the Lord continually. So, again, this was said to the children of Israel, right? Yes. Now, I couldn't help but also be reminded by the Holy Spirit of what is said in, um, we start in Zechariah. How about that? Zechariah chapter 4. Actually, can I get a volunteer to read that whole section, the whole chapter? I will. All right, LaCharles. Now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who is wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I am looking and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hand shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of, Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? For these, sevens, for these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scant to and fro throughout the whole earth. Then I answered and said to him, What are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and at its left? And I further answered and said to him, What are these two olive branches that dip into the receptacles of the two gold pipes from which the golden oil drains? Then he answered me and said, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he said, These are the two anointed ones who stand beside the, stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. Mm. Okay. Amen. Amen. Yes. Did anybody notice in this, uh, multiple places, that it's talking about these two olive trees? Yes. Right? And they stand on the right and the left side of the lamp. And they are pouring oil into the lamp. Right? Yes. Now, is this not the exact same thing that the Lord's talking about here in Exodus? On the care of the lamp? Yes. Elaborate a little bit more for us, darling. Okay, so, the Lord instructed the people, the children of Israel, to, to continually bring fresh olive oil, Mm -hmm. right? Fresh pressed olive oil before the Lord to keep the lamp lit continually, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And here, now this is of course, prophetically speaking of a future thing at the end times with the two witnesses. However, they are doing, and by doing, I mean they're living their life is what it's discussing here in the same manner as what the Lord commanded the children of Israel 
to do, to continually keep the lampstand, the golden lampstand or the menorah lit, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, it's not about, I'll say it in this way, because it, it, it says it in Zechariah 4, they're not the ones keeping the Lord lit, as it were, right? Mm -hmm. Or a light is better. They're not keeping the Lord a light, but they are in their own lives keeping the Lord's flame burning. Does that make sense? Yes. Being yes. a minister of fire, right? And yes, there is the literal fire for the, the two witnesses, and you see that in Revelation. But it is about keeping the Lord a light in you, or in this case, in the two witnesses. But this also talks about how it pertains to us, right? Yes. And everything that we've discussed on the Lord's house, it's first how it points to Jesus. Jesus clearly being the golden lampstand or the menorah, right? And we've, we've studied that out. Mm -hmm. We've already discussed that. But also, it talks about these two olive trees. And we've just gone over most of the tabernacle and even the courts. There were no trees mentioned in the courts, right? Mm -hmm. yes. That was for sacrifice. That was for everything else. And then in that same chapter, same section of scripture, it immediately goes from all these sacrifices, right? And, and the courts and what they're for and how to construct them to now the care of the lampstand. So the whole point about entering into Christ, right? Yes. But then now you have the, the maintenance portion, keeping Christ alight or alive in you. We don't need Christ to keep, uh, we're not keeping Christ alive, right? right? But we have to keep our, I'll say, the soil of our heart, mm -hmm. right? Tilled and ready and receive and bear, be bearing fruit, which can only be done in him. Does that make yes. sense to everybody? Yes. Now, now of course, as I was saying, this is about the two witnesses. And if we jump over to Revelation chapter 11... Layla, if I could get you to read the first four verses, just so we make that clear for the the listeners. I would love to do it. <laughs> Please do. Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot for forty-two months. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy one thousand two hundred and sixty days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. Mm. Okay. So we, we does everybody recognize the same things that we just read in... Zechariah? Yes. Okay, so it was a prophetic word given concerning the end times, right? But it, this is specifically about the two witnesses, and it says how they are the two olive trees and the two lampstands, already mentioned, right? And, and it can also be found in Daniel 12, um, for those that, are, that want to go research more. Um, but it is about how these two are continually pouring in Right, the oil, keeping the Lord 
of the whole earth, right, of heaven, the heavens and earth, great God, the Lord, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, alive within them, and they're ministering and doing these great exploits, right? But again, isn't this exactly what Jesus did in his life and his time on earth? Yes. Right? And he even taught parables about this. What about the the ten virgins? Five of them were wise and five were foolish with the oil. Okay. What was the difference? The, there were the five wise virgins kept extra oil because the bridegroom was delayed, and so they kept enough to keep their lamps burning. But the five foolish virgins kept just enough because they expected that the bride would come, the bridegroom would come at a certain time, but he didn't. So when the cry was heard at midnight that the bridegroom was coming, the five foolish said to the five wise, Give us some of your oil. But the five wise ones said, No, lest there not be enough oil for ourselves, but go into the city and buy from those who sell oil. But the fi- mm-hmm. when the five virgins left... The bridegroom had come while they were gone, and the other five were shut out, and they said, Lord, open to us. But they he said, I don't it. know you. They missed it. They did not possess enough oil or chose not to have enough oil mm-hmm. to keep the Lord alight in their lives, right? Yes. But going back to the witnesses, right? This isn't just about a future prophetic thing, right? Yes. Because he said this in Exodus 27, to the children of Israel, right? Yes. See, that's, that's who he first addressed and said they were to continually bring the oil. So if, some, if we could turn to Isaiah 43, please. And this is how it applies to us today. Excuse me, there were verses. And to Jesus. To Jesus first and to us. Let me put that in the correct order. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to start in... Let's start in verse 9 through verse 12, please. You said, Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, It is truth. You are my witness, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there is no God formed, nor shall there be be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there is no foreign God among there was no foreign God among you. Therefore you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Hmm. Mm. Amen. So he made it directly attributable to us that we were not were, but are his witnesses. Amen. Right? For all he did and for all he is doing. And we'll continue to, right? Isaiah 55, mm-hmm. verse 4 says it in this way. Indeed, I have given him, speaking about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? I've given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, again, all this points to Jesus first, right? Because he's our pattern example. But he also said that 
we are his witnesses. Yes? Yes. yes. You just saw that spelled out very plainly, right? So then we, for our part, must make it personal to us. Uh, in Psalm 52, we have David, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he says it this way. Um, I'll start in Psalm 52, verse 6 through the end. It says, The righteous shall also, also shall see him fear and shall laugh at him, saying, Here is the man who did not make God his strength but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name for it is good. So, Again, we just studied the courts. There are no trees. Mm-hmm. We've studied most of the tabernacle at this point, right? Yes. What trees do you see planted anywhere? There we is didn't none. read about any being planted. None. And as we continue the study and we get to the temples, you will see that there were engravings of pomegranate, uh, palm trees and pomegranates, right? Yes. But there are no actual trees planted. So clearly David here is making it personal to him about being a witness. And he is saying, I will continually keep the Lord aflame or alive in my heart. Right? Yes. Yes. And that is the pattern and example for all of us. How we all should See, receive this, right? Because let's not forget the very next verse, that's right, Exodus 27, verse 21, right? It talks about Aaron and his son shall tend it from evening until morning, right? As a statute forever to the generations on behalf of the children of Israel, right? But are we not a kingdom of kings and priests before our Lord? Yes. Okay. That said, Peter says that in Scripture, right? Yes. It also says how we are a should approach him as living stones, right? Yes. Being built yes. into the, a royal house, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So does everybody understand the connection there? Yes. So I would encourage each and every person, make it personal to you. Don't let your love for the Lord die out, right? As yes. he says that to one of the churches in Revelation, right? Amen. You've left your first love. You've forgotten right. your first love. Right. And, right. And, but to each of the, the church, I have this one thing against you. Hmm. Right? We should just be continually, I'll say, pure, clean, and never leave the presence of the Lord. But just all, always, eternally, pouring the olive oil in. Right? Yes. Olive oil representative of the Spirit, representative of the anointing, right? Yes. Which is representative of Christ working in and through us, which means we would be conformed to his image, 
right? Displaying his character, his nature, his attributes, or mm-hmm. the character, nature, and attributes of our Heavenly Father, our Lord and Savior, right? And yes. with his power working in power and authority that he's already given mm-hmm. working in and through us. Amen. Any any questions or any <laughs> on that? I know that's it's only two verses and you know, I kinda took mm-hmm. over most of the, the time okay. on this one, but that's all I right. want to help shape the discussion and, and just what I felt led to, to share. Amen. I appreciate it. Um when you were speaking, um, I, I did think of the, the churches in Revelation, and then also Matthew 24, when the Lord was talking, um, he was teaching uh, his disciples about um, the end of the age and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll start reading in verse 4. It says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. And will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended." will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of, it, it connects all of those things, uh, what we saw in Revelation, because that's what the Lord was talking to them the church is about get this in order mm-hmm. so that when I come back, I find all things well with you and you're able to receive the crown of life and not the opposite reaction. Um, but also in us keeping our love for God, our lamp, if you will, burning hot for him and the light shining brightly on the inside of us that also um, ensures and, um, you know, has to deal with the end times and not letting our love grow cold. And surely in Matthew, he's not talking about love of humanity, love of mankind, because Absolutely not. that doesn't stand. Um, but the love for God and then loving your neighbor as yourself is quite different than just loving of, of mankind mm-hmm. um, and the loving the things of the world or anything of that nature. He's talking about our love for him. So keeping our eyes focused on him certainly has great implication implications but also great blessing to us and it's certainly important and all of the elements i mean the elements that we were talking about being his witnesses and um keeping our love warm or hot actually he doesn't like warm right he said you're lukewarm and i spew you out of my mouth yes i vomit you out of my mouth hot or cold and of course the preference (laughs) is hot Right. So then there's that point as well. We can't straddle the fence and just go, well, I'll keep a little bit of flame just in case this isn't um, the way. And then if, if I do see Jesus coming, I'll just I'll heat it up real quick and I'll be ready to go. That's what the, the foolish versions uh, thought. I'm not going to trouble myself with any more than what I need to do when the other women uh, receive the opportunity to prepare. Because no doubt the Lord knocked. They didn't just burn uh, or get extra oil because they're so wise in and of themselves, which we mentioned last podcast. You find yourself without 
when you don't receive mm-hmm. what God gives you in the moment that he gives it to you. So he right. spoke to all of them, no doubt. Take some extra he, he oil. He always gives you what you need for whatever he is asking you to do. That's right. right? Even, well, I mean, was it, it was Elijah, right? <laughs> he said, hey, eat this. Mm-hmm. This cake and drink this, cakes. right? And <laughs> he went in it, the strength the of that water. for forty days, right? Mm-hmm. And but he came multiple times to and make sure that he was filled and for the journey and ready to go. Had exactly for what he needed, and, and that's just one example. But he does that for everything. We talked about. We brought up the, the ten virgins and the and Jesus' parable. Mm-hmm. But this is for everything in your life. He gives seed to the sower. It's, you already have it. So Amen. whatever you need is for what he's asking you to do. He's already provided it, whether you actually see it in your hand or not. He's already accounted for it. It's already been provided. Amen. You have to receive it. That makes all the difference. It makes all yes. the difference. Um, Romans chapter 8, verse 30 says, Moreover, um, I'm sorry, let me back up just a little bit. I'll start Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Mm -hmm. son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. So in that, we see God giving everything that's needed mm-hmm. for us to fulfill the journey, the destiny, and the calling that God gave us. And he called to all of us, take my son. Jesus said, come if you're weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for it's easy. My mm-hmm. yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's saying, here it is. Um, and when we receive that and we choose to stoke the fire, when we choose to keep our love hot for God, it requires our effort, our Absolutely. willing effort, and it requires us diligence. Amen, is, is the word right? It requires diligent effort. Amen. Can't and do this haphazardly, or you know, oh, I forgot for the last three days, or a week, or a year, or thinking it's going to fall on us, like um, Brother Hagen would say, ripe cherries falling <laughs> right. up a tree. You know, then it's going to perfectly hover and land in your mouth and you've done no effort. It's even going to chew itself and swallow down your esophagus <laughs> into your stomach. There is effort on our part. It's not, we're not talking about works and finding righteousness via works. We're saying because you love God and you see the importance and the value in your relationship with him, you meet him and do what the moment requires you do what is required to keep that relationship alive and hot as much as depends on you. Um, you know, we, we see spouses and we go, well, that of course you should do what you, you did when you guys, before you got married to get that spouse, you should keep doing those same things. You should keep the passion and the romance in your relationship. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to God, we're like, well, I've got grace and faith and that's enough as an excuse or attempt to justify exactly without reciprocating because to him what he gave to us we love him because he first loved us right that's clear mm-hmm. but there is two components we love him absolutely and because he first loved us and as he is in this world or as he is in this world so are we that means we return to him with the same fervor the same um efficacy that he gave to us the love that he's already mm-hmm. shed abroad in our hearts and that he poured out on us 
He made that very clear. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do you guys? Well, uh, and it goes to what you were you were saying here, honey, about the being conformed to His image, right? Even if we go back to the first example we gave with Zechariah, and it's also mm-hmm. found in Daniel and in Revelation about the the, wit, the two witnesses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It says they are standing beside the Lord of all the earth, mm-hmm. right? There can be no sin in the presence of the Lord. Amen to that. So the the diligence is also in keeping oneself unstained from the world, unblemished from the world. So you can remain in the presence of the Lord, not about a going in and coming out. These mm-hmm. are two that stand beside the Lord. But it's also what the Lord desires from everybody, mm-hmm. right? Amen. That each one would just remain in his presence, Amen. right? And keep the oil flowing right stay connected stay exactly staying connected staying in the presence of the lord staying in our place as mm-hmm. seated in the heavenly places of christ right Besi- standing beside the lord of all the earth that's what he wants and desires from everyone but we have to be diligent to desire that as well amen so jesus, it, jesus has our example he did exactly right. that but, and also, he has to be our pearl of great price. Amen. Um, there's, uh, there's a scripture in uh, Peter talking about um, those to whom the Lord is precious, those that hold him in his heart and their hearts as being precious. There's, there's something to that. You have to value mm-hmm. him. He has to be your most precious and prized possession. He has to be the one you cannot do without. Yes, you love your children. You love your family. You love your spouse. You love your parents, X, Y, and Z, but no one can be more loved by you than he. Absolutely. Otherwise, we're not worthy to be his disciple. You can't be a bondservant if you're serving everyone and everything else. Amen. And when we come to him in that manner, we make him the preeminent and the first in our lives. He makes room for everything else. He doesn't want us to not love our children. You know, his it was his idea to be a good parent. He doesn't want us to disrespect our parents. It was his idea to honor them. So there's, you understand that wickedness that comes in to try to twist that and go, well, you're trying to take this away from me. No, no, no. God is the one who gave it to you. Mm -hmm. And it's only right to submit to him as king and God supreme and then let him dictate and mandate how everything else is taken care of from his place of authority and power in our life. Amen. Amen. Well, there's a lot there. So we're going to pause there for today. Um, and so that way the Holy Spirit can, well, one, to give you the opportunity to search out the scriptures Amen. to see if what we said is, is true, which Amen. it is. But don't <laughs> j- please don't just take my word for it. I'm not going to be offended, right? If you search out the scriptures for, your, for yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, I prefer you do that. Not that I uh, am afraid of, you know, uh, being a heretic or any of those things, right? But, you know, let's just... It is beneficial for you. It's a safeguard for you to search it out. So then you know, and it's yours for eternity. No one can take it from you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so that's that's the biggest thing. And again, I'm not going to be offended by it. <laughs> like, I prefer that you do it. So it is yours. Amen. Um, so just listen to the Holy Spirit and let him teach you and guide you into all truth. Amen. So with that, can I get a volunteer to close some prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. 
Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and for the blessings that you have given us of being your disciple, Lord, of being a follower of you, Lord, for being your son and your daughter, Lord. And we just thank you for you being our father, Lord, the care that you have given to each and every one of us, Lord, the goodness that you have poured out on us, Lord. And we, we thank you for who you are, God, for your patience and your long-suffering, Lord, and the joy that you give each and every one of us, Lord, that we are able to celebrate and rejoice in you, Lord. Even when it seems like with our natural eyes, there's nothing to celebrate, Lord. We know that there is because there's you to celebrate, Lord, and you're worth cheering, Lord. You're worth our praises and our love and our affection, Lord, and our adoration, God. So we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' and name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.